Empty your mind. Be formless, shapeless. Hello, 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 folks. Uh, my dear English learners, how are you doing? I hope you're all fine. You're listening to Mumble Podcast, and today we're talking about metaphors, and which we use quite often. You know, some people use them often, some people do not use them often, right? And they, but today we are going to go through them. We're gonna get familiar with some phrasal. Uh, sorry, some yeah. Uh, metaphors they look like phrasal verbs sometimes and uh, that's um, this episode consists of three parts the first part where I'm going to go through uh, metaphors they are based on our on the body the second one is based on weight the third one is based on movement and each part you know is different that's that's what I what I think um, will make this episode really entertaining but before we get started yeah I've got a question to ask um, how often how often do you use metaphors while speaking to be honest I quite rarely if a metaphor comes up to my mind then I'll like certainly use that but it depends I mean if it, it should be appropriate right um, if it isn't it's a bad idea because it might uh, have a kind of ubiquitous, not ubiquitous, excuse me, ambiguous meaning, and uh, your interlocutor might is likely to get puzzled what with the meaning what you wanna to get across. Therefore, you have to be pretty pretty um, careful, right, using metaphors. But at the same time, it's really useful it's a uh, it's it is uh, like um, held in high regard you know if you are able to use um, like uh, if you're able to use uh, metaphors properly um, so when we speak metaphorically we use words you know in a non-literal sense for example when we say writer like a writer cast the light on a situation we mean that the writer helps us understand it more clearly, right? In the same way that putting a, late, a light on a dark room helps us to see more clearly. So this metaphor, I mean, cast the light on a situation or cast a light on something, uh, has two meaning. The first one, it's a physical, when uh, a dark room, right, is, is uh, cast clearly, right, and... Uh, uh, the second meaning is metaphoric when you, the situation is whack on clear right you need somebody to cast the light on it um, yeah uh, you're welcome by the way you're very welcome to share with the synonyms no oh sorry with I know that there are up to th 7,000 languages spoken in the world today and uh, uh, like uh, due to the globalization, um, uh, some languages—not even some—I would say—but those languages which aren't uh, spoken, they die. I mean, statistically, there is a one language die. There is a language dies uh, in two weeks. Like each two weeks, right? A language 
dies out, which is which is terrible to be honest. So, yeah, and uh, what can we do with this? Is to is to practice, is to practice, uh, and is do our best to keep our language, no matter whether it's um, uh, international language or not, because language goes hand in hand with our culture, right? If we lose language, we are likely to use to lose, sorry, culture. Okay, uh, and now I'm going to go through these uh, six metaphors, seven, seven metaphors. I've like I've got them here in front of me on my laptop, and uh, yeah, here we go. So the first one is to face up to the facts or to face the facts to uh, the like to face the facts or to face up to the facts means to accept the reality. For example, you're never going to run in Olympic Games. Come on, it's time to face the facts. You're never, you are never going to run in the Olympic Games. Come on, it's time to face the facts. Come on, face the facts, you know, face the reality. Yeah, uh, this is pretty, pretty common metaphor, uh, which is used, you know, like um, worldwide, uh, broadly used. The second one, shoulder the blame. To shoulder the blame means to take responsibility for something bad. As a rule, it's about something bad, right? To shoulder the to shoulder the blame. Although other others were also responsible for the problem, John decided to shoulder the blame. John decided to take responsibility for for failing at it. Uh, the third one, foot the bill. Foot the bill, okay, means to pay. So, like, to foot the bill means to pay. Foot, like, uh, you know, like, uh, foot, F-O-O-N-T, foot. Choose whatever you want from the menu. The company is footing the bill, mate. Just feel free and choose whatever you want from the menu. The company is footing the bill. It's amazing, isn't it? Like, when you, when you, um, somewhere and you can choose whatever you want, right? And somebody, in this case, company, right? Your company, where, where you work, uh, where you work at, is footing the bill, which is amazing. But uh, like face the facts, right? It happens, you know, hardly ever. Yeah, if any. Okay, so and the the fourth one uh, had a team. To had a team means to. Um, to lead a project group, you know, to head, head it's like a part of a body, head, to head a team. Uh, Joe has a team working on a crime prevention. By the way, crime prevention means to control or to control like a fight against uh, crime, crime, crime prevention. Uh, John has a team working on a crime prevention, which means that John, um, works or leads a project group right working which is working on on uh, controlling crime rate uh, the fifth one keep someone on their toys which is amazing by the way uh, to keep someone on their toys means to make someone stay active and concentrated um, these days lots of people have been struggling with procrastination uh, and they 
like as a cure from procrastination is to have is believed to be to to have children or someone that you uh, cannot cannot avoid taking responsibilities for um, like uh, if you have children right you have to or not even children if you have even a child uh, you have to do your best to take care of your child right and uh, this thing might keep you on your toys for example having two sons under the age of five keeps Anna on her toys in other words it means that having two sons under the age of five which means they are pretty pretty small um, you know makes Anna like, work hard and she has no time to procrastinate I guess it's a great you know great like um, medicine <laughs> great solution against procrastination but um, although it looks great I think uh, it might lead to burnout so you gotta be pretty pretty careful with this okay and the, the next one have an eye fall to have a night fall to be good at noticing so she has a night fall like she has a night night mm -hmm, sorry she has an eye for uh, I don't know for was something yeah she is good at it now they saying let's say Gina whoa Gina has an eye for detail so ask her to check the report which means that Gina right she's good at noticing mistakes so ask her to check the report because she's likely to find something and the last one go hand in hand which I've used already today to go hand in hand with something means to happen at the same time or as a result of uh, of something like unemployment goes hand in hand with social unrest unrest by the way it means social conflict like um, let me just uh, elaborate on it on this statement unemployment goes hand in hand with social unrest it means that as people are unemployed they are frustrated with this and they they like and this uh, state this like a collective state of mind leads to social conflict okay so and it means that unemployment equal not equal but might might cause social unrest it goes hand in hand with this like I said earlier today that language goes hand in hand with culture so and if language dies out or gets extinct to get extinct extinct means to die out so if a language mm, dies out then a culture is likely to die out as well so that's been our first part and now I'd like to make up to have a break and I'd like to move on to the second one